0: Achieving success, being healthy and wealthy, and lifelong happiness is anyone's ultimate dream. In the grand scheme of things, self-doubt limits you from achieving great things. The path towards the zenith of success and controlling your life is at your hands. This is The Unlimited Influence. Reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder. Welcome to Energy Hypnosis Speed Healing Techniques, HypnoThoughts Thoughts Live 2020. I'm your dude in a vest, breaking everything, Doctor David Snyder. All right. So just for my edification, how many of you is this your first time in the room? Locked. Okay. Oh, you poor people. <laughs> All right. So, for those of you who don't know about me, other than the fact that I like to do weird dances, (laughs) I am a doctor of acupuncture in and Medicine. I am currently working on a second doctorate in medical Qigong, the stuff they outlawed in China. That's a big, that's... And I'm learning all the things in my medical Qigong class that I wanted to learn in my acupuncture training, but they sanitized. I've been a Reiki master and trainer Since before Reiki was cool, back in the 90s, I've been studying Kabbalah almost as long, before Madonna even heard of Kabbalah. So I'm very much a pre (laughs) Madonna. I'm certified in pranic healing, advanced pranic healing, pranic psychotherapy, DNA healing, theta healing, theta healing, advanced DNA theta healing, advanced DNA theta healing, manifestation. Wait a minute, there's more. Um. Bankston Energy Healing System, which to me, tops everything. Um, That thing has just manifested patently impossible shit, just stupidly, on on a consistent basis. We'll talk more about all of those things. I've been a hypnotist since I was 15 years old. I'm a certified trainer in neuro-linguistic programming, and for the last seven years, I've been in the top two NLP trainers in the the world by globalgurus.org. I've offered 15 different products on various forms of human influence. I'm going to stop now. I also have several high-ranking black belts in the martial arts, one of which is a 10th degree black belt in Okinawan karate, a system that specializes specifically in manipulating the acupuncture points and meridians. Of the human body for not nice purposes. Okay? So, there's a lot, right? But nobody wants to hear me. Yet. Anytime I start to talk about my syllabus or my curriculum vitae, rather, people either I'm the world's biggest liar or I'm trying to compensate for something. I'll let you figure that one out for yourself. Today is about something that I had when I first started. In the martial arts, I thought about all these cool chi things and, you know, Kung Fu Theater and Dragon Ball Z and all these things. And then I got into my first martial arts thing and my teacher basically, that's all bullshit. He would talk about it, but aside from breaking bricks, I'd never really, or lay on a bed of nails, which is basically physics, um, I'd really never seen much. So I started to kind of adopt the beliefs of my teacher that, yeah, maybe this is bullshit. And then one day I walked into a seminar, this is way back in the day, and it was a martial arts seminar on pressure points, how to manipulate acupuncture points and meridians for self-defense. It's actually an an, an energetic martial arts aspect of acupuncture that was hidden in the traditional karate forms, but it was kept secret, it was held back. And if anybody ever tells you there are no secrets, they're full of shit, right? They're either lying to you or they were just never taught, which is more often the case. Trust me, the vows of secrecy that were in place thousands of years ago are still in place today. Some of them are based on the system itself. Others are cultural. As politically incorrect as that is to talk about, there are certain places you won't get in the door just because of the color of your skin or where you were born. It shouldn't be that way. It sucks. But it's what it is, right? Here's what I tell all my students. You're never going to make the world the way you want it to be until you can accept it the way it is. And deal with it the way it is. You have to start with a baseline and work towards that. Does that make sense? So I walked into this seminar, and I got there late. And I sit down, I got my notes, and there's this shadow looming over me. It's a big dude, right? And he falls out cold right next to me. And I'm like, what did I just walk into? And the guy teaching the seminar goes, you're fresh. He goes to me, do you mind if I dizzy you? And I'm like, I've been hit by the best. I've been kicked upside the head. I've been punched in the face, right? Sure. He goes, do you do forms? I go, yeah. You guys know what I mean when I say forms? These little, these little dances that people learn, right? They're all coded. They're not what people think. It's really cool. but it, 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 The forms are designed to preserve information as well as hide it. So if you don't understand the code that is involved, you just get this dance. It's kind of like singing a song in a foreign language. You can mimic it perfectly, but you don't know what the hell you're saying. That's what most people doing forms today are are basically dealing with, okay? Which is why most people moved away from forms because the the explanations that they were given for them were BS anyway. So he goes, do you mind if I dizzy you? And I'm like, okay. He goes, you do forms? I go, yeah. He goes, You do kata? I go, yeah. He goes, what's this move? I go, that's the next block. What's it for? He goes, someone's swinging an atch in here. Your block goes, next thing I know, two PIs are picking me up. He knocked me out with my block. Because it's not a block. Turns out this point connects stomach five. (laughs) This point connects three gallbladder points on the head. And it causes a short circuit in the cranial nerves that meets in the brain and you go out. That's neuroscience. They're connected to the acupuncture points and meridians. It's all connected. The difference is, how many people here know the, the story of the Tower of Babel? Okay, so the Tower of Babel, in a, in, a, in a Reader's Digest version, back thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, Human beings all spoke one language, and they all worked together, and they created amazing things. And one day they got it in their head, hey, let's build a tower up to heaven and take over. And so they start building this tower. And God looks down, says, "Huh? so you think you're coming up here, huh? He waves his magic hand, and all of a sudden, everybody's speaking a different language. Nobody understands anyone, and before you know it they 're suspicious they 're misunderstanding they're mis- and everybody in the everything crumbles because nobody understood what we want to do is get a common language, a language that everyone understands, but even more importantly, that every part of you understands. You see, that's why energy healing takes a long time. It's why the results don't always last. Because the parts of you that need to communicate and work together aren't. Okay, Famous hypnotist by the name of Milton Erickson once said, your clients will be your clients because they're out of rapport with their subconscious mind. Anybody remember ever read that? Okay, so let's start unpacking that. What's the biggest part of your unconscious mind? Anybody know? Shit, he's asking questions. (laughs) By the way, this is a highly participatory seminar, right? The more you get up off your butt and actually do the drills, the more powerful it's gonna be for you, okay? The most powerful part, the largest part of your unconscious mind is your body. But when when we hypnotize people, What's the average position of, the, uh, the, the, hip, of the, the subject in the chair? It looks something like this. <laughs> we leave the largest part of the subconscious mind relatively untouched. So you have an autonomic division to your nervous system. You have proprioceptive divisions to your nervous system. You have your central nervous system, which is your brain and spinal cord. These all make sense. You all been to anatomy class, right? Here's the problem. They don't all speak the same language. And they're not fully connected to all the different parts of you. You know the signs out there? So if you can point to where you feel it, you can change it. Literally true. <clears throat> okay, let's let's just get to basics. I want everybody to stand up. Because it's after lunch, and if I keep talking, you're going to go into a food coma. <laughs> so the first thing we're going to talk about is in- interoception and exteroception. For those of you who don't know... All these sections. interoception is what's going on inside your body and the, the ability to monitor and feel that. Extroception is what's going on outside of your body. So one of the first things we want to learn to do is connect the inside to the outside. So we're going to play some games. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. I want you to close your eyes for me. And I want you to remember a time in your life when you felt the most amazing thrilling, fulfilling, satisfying pleasure ever. Now, I'm not the pleasure police. I'm not going to ask. Not that one. No, I'm teasing. I don't care who you were with, what substances were involved, how many state lines you crossed. (laughs) I don't care. All I care about is that when you remember that moment, When you see what you see and you hear what you hear and you smell and you taste what you smell and you taste, there's an amazing, wonderful feeling that you get. A feeling of absolute pleasure. And I'd like you to notice there's a place in your body where those amazing, wonderful feelings start, where they grow, where they spread from. Take a moment, point to where you feel it. Excellent. I'd like you to notice, look at it with your inner eyes. Notice there's a color. Maybe even a series of colors connected to those amazing feelings. I'm curious, I'm wondering what color of colors that might be for you, first impression. Whatever it is, imagine a beautiful ball of that energy floating above your head. Notice how the feelings in your body shift and change with every breath you take and every beat of your heart. That amazing ball of energy is going to begin to grow. It's going to begin to expand. It's going to fill the entire room from floor to ceiling, from wall to wall and all points in between. Notice how it wraps itself around you like an amazing blanket of pleasure. A cocoon, a shield, a suit of armor insulating you, protecting you from all All downers, all bummers, real or imagined, while at the same time flooding your mind, flooding your body, flooding your spirit with everything it most wants, everything it most needs in an infinite, ever-expanding and unlimited supply. And when you know you've got that, breathe those amazing colors through your entire being. Let it fill you up like water fills up a bottle, like fluid fills up a test tube, like hot air or helium fills up a balloon. Anchor it in so fully, so completely, no force in the universe you can turn it off or take it away. Not even you. And when you realize it's true, test it. Try to turn it off. Try to make it go away. Try to imagine some other motherfucker making that go away. And notice what happens instead. And when you're satisfied, stop testing. Open your eyes. Notice how good you feel. What just happen? We got some happy motherfuckers in here, don't we? All right. We just talked. I, I actually skipped a lesson. The thing that connects mind and body is breath. Psyche and soma are connected by pneuma. Body, mind connected by breath. Okay, now close your eyes. Breathe that color through your entire being once again. Notice what happens now. Now, I'd like you to notice that there's a place in your body either where that feeling starts and grows from, like before, or it's strongest, or both. Point to where you feel it. Now, here's where it gets really cool. If there were a picture floating in the space around you, that represented that amazing feeling. A picture that you could reach out and touch. Where would you reach out to touch it? Go ahead, take your other, that's right. Now let's make sure we got the right one. Trace the outline of that picture with both of your hands so you know how big it is. Now make the picture bigger like you'd expand the windows on your iPhone. Notice what happens to the feeling in your body. Does it get stronger, does it get weaker? Whichever one you do is perfectly okay. It's no right or wrong. Now bring it back to its original size. Now I want you to slowly keep the size exactly the same. Slowly pull the picture closer to your body. Does the feeling get stronger or weaker? Lift it up over your head. Pull it down around you like a big blanket. The more you get your body involved, the better this works. That's right. See a lot of happy faces now. Now, here's what I want you to do. You can have this feeling back in whatever way you want for just a moment. But for the sake of our joy, I want you to unwrap that feeling, lift it back up over your head. Now, you all know what a Frisbee is. I want you to go ahead and take that Frisbee, throw it all the way behind you. (laughs) So it disappears behind the horizon completely. When you know it's gone, scan your body. Notice what happened to the feeling. What do you notice? Okay, now imagine your hands are the world's strongest Frisbee magnets. Suck that frisbee right back into your hands. As you hold it up there, I'm going to tell you one of the most important things you're going to learn this entire conference. Inside your mind, body, and soul, you are the god or goddess of your universe. You are the king or queen of your universe. You have every right, permission, and authority to make any change that you want for any reason that you want. I want you to play with that power right now. I want you to take this picture, this feeling that you're holding, and I want you to play with it. I want you to make it bigger, make it smaller, move it up, move it down, move it in your body, move it out. Notice how every time you move that picture around or you change the size and location, the feelings and the quality of those feelings change as well. And I want you to keep playing with it. I want you to keep playing with it until you find the exact size, shape, and location that gives you the exact feeling that you want to have at the exact intensity level that you want to have it. When you find that sweet spot, I want you to fix it into place. Notice how the feelings in your body shift and change as the energy of that picture flows into your body, from your body to your heart, from your heart to your bloodstream, and from your bloodstream. Every place your blood flows, those feelings go into every nerve and every cell and every atom into the very DNA of those cells reprogramming, transforming turning each and every cell of your body into a powerful perpetual pleasure factory each cell of your body generating more and more and more of those amazing feelings in an infinite ever expanding and unlimited supply there's no need to measure it manage it or make it happen faster Just notice that process taking place. Allow it to install itself completely. And when you know it's done, it's locked in, test it. Try to bring the old feeling back. Try to turn the new feelings off and notice what happens instead. That's right. When you're happy, when you're satisfied, stop testing, open your eyes, look up here. Was that cool? Give yourselves a big round of applause. All right, have a seat. What you've just experienced is what we've come to call the proprioceptive grid. Now, NLP was the first to discover this aspect of it oh so many years ago, but it didn't go far enough. You see, back in the the time when NLP was incepted, it was believed that the things you were just playing with were nothing but hallucinations, that they were just something you made up, which was true enough to be true, except that the universal language of all beings is metaphor. All you are, if you you reference quantum physics, is light. Different frequencies of light interacting and communicating. Some parts of that light are transducing to higher frequencies. Some of those light-based frequencies are going down. They're becoming denser. So how do we make that functional? First and foremost, you guys remember the song we danced to at the beginning of the class? Do you know why we do that? Anybody, if you haven't, I know you know. The reason that we do that is to remind us, A, get your body involved, but there's a deeper one. Everything human beings do is in response to a feeling. It's either a feeling they want more of or a feeling they want a whole lot less of. Every behavior we generate is in response to a feeling, either to move away from it or towards it and that's how it works. But there's more to it. You see, we talk about vibration this, we talk about vibration that, and we understand it theoretically. We understand it somewhat, you know, depending on what we do, maybe a little bit experientially. But how do we play with vibration and frequency in the body? feelings. All vibrational frequencies that enter the body create a sensation. They create a feeling. We talk about law of attraction and manifestation. We talk about you will attract into your life the, the qualities, or the, the, the situations, events, and circumstances, and people that are in harmony with what? Your dominant thoughts. True, not true. And so we spend time doing all these affirmations and all these vision boards and everything, right? What if it was something else? What if it wasn't the pictures, what if it wasn't the affirmations? What if it was the feeling that comes from it? <laughs> Might want to turn the phones off or put them in airplane mode. The vibrational signature that you send out to you, to the universe is analogous to the, the current default body state you have. In other words, if I'm walking around in a happy, playful, curious state... Well, that's what is obvious to me. There's a lot of other little sub frequencies in there that go out as well. Part of your job is to clean up those garbage frequencies, so you have a pure signal. Does that make sense? So the first thing I'm going to teach you is dominant thought versus non-dominant thought. How many people have ever done affirmations? Okay, so this is where I, this is always fun for me. How many people don't usually start doing affirmations till they're in a shitty mood? <laughs> I'm going to suggest that that might not be the optimum way to approach your affirmations. Okay, we're going to talk about this a lot more uh, tomorrow morning. It's tomorrow morning when we do Hidden Laws of Attraction, the crash course. But I'll, I'm going to give you a little thing. I want I want you to think of an affirmation that, and just make one up, right? But it's something you want that you don't have it yet. and I want you to just say it to yourself real quick. Just say it to yourself real quick. Okay. When you've done that, just raise your hand so you've done it. All right. Now, what happened in your body when you gave yourself that affirmation? You felt it? How many felt a, a, a good feeling? Perfect. How many felt a really obvious good feeling? And in the background, there was this little nagging, icky... Feeling that you were trying to ignore. Congratulations, you just found your dominant thought. Six things I want you to remember right now, and then I'll explain this for you. When you're dialoguing with the unconscious mind, you have to understand these. How many people would like to eliminate almost all resistance to their therapy sessions? Okay. If you teach your clients the six things I'm about to share with you, you will eliminate 99% of all resistance in it from a client. If you internalize these six principles, when you go to work on yourself, you will get success much faster. Remember I said at the beginning of our training, you have an autonomic nervous system, you have a proprioceptive nervous system, you have a cerebral a brain and spinal cord. All of these systems are supposed to intercommunicate, but they don't all speak the same language. Your autonomic nervous system doesn't speak English. It doesn't speak French. It doesn't speak German, Hebrew, ancient Greek. Your autonomic nervous system communicates in sensations. Sensations and imagery. And it's important to understand this because you have a, a two-year-old whose job it is is to take those feelings and those images and make a story out of them. That may have nothing to do with what they actually mean you understand that? Here's the problem. We spend so much time in this part of our mind that we relate to everything through those filters. So when information comes up from the autonomic nervous system, we assume that what the neocortex is telling us it means is true. Better than 50% of the time, it is not. You all know this. You're hypnotists, right? There's the presenting problem, the thing they came in the door for, and then there's the real fucking reason they're there. Right? That they don't know they didn't know. Well, it's the same thing when you're not in trance. Of course, you're never not in trance, which is the problem. So what we're going to talk about really, really quickly, and then we're going to close the loop on um, the feeling thing. Oh, that's the transformation. Those are the techniques you're going to be learning. Um, where's my six dynamics? There we go. <laughs> if, if, you want, if you want to take these home, by the way, Richard has them on business card. Um, oh I got a bunch of other stuff when I, I'm going to do this one section then we're going to do some uh, more administrative stuff like how many people would like a copy of my notes yes. ok you notice there's a little pack of mints on your chair there with a QR code on it if you scan that code before you leave and type your name and email each and every one of you will receive in the mail a copy of this presentation or actually you'll receive actually more than what's in the presentation because there's a lot here but um, this is where we want to start um, also um, again more administrative stuff Keep opening all these loops. Remind me to talk about this when I'm done. Your unconscious mind always answers first, it always answers honestly, it always feels like you're making it up. You always have an urge to edit what just came up. I know, I know, it's never loud. You ever hear the expression, the the conscious mind shouts, the unconscious mind whispers? When you did your affirmation, you had that obvious good feeling because you were were saying something you wanted to have, right? But in the background, there was that little icky, naggy sensation, right? That's your dominant thought. You became subtly aware of it because the, the, the information you were trying to install was in conflict with it. You provoked it. Provocation is one of the powerful therapeutic tools we have especially when we do it to ourselves (laughs) alright the unconscious mind always answers first many times non-verbally this is why I do not teach my students to use scripts ever because all the information you need is going to come from the client and where attention flows energy goes Where attention goes, energy flows. So the more attention I'm paying to my client, the more of my energy is interacting with all the different divisions of their nervous system. Their proprioception, their interoception, their mirror neurons, their cardiac nervous system. All of these things integrate to create our subjective internal experience, which is vibrational data in the form of a metaphor. So when I have you remember a time in your life when you felt X... And all of a sudden, there's a color connected to that feeling. It's a metaphor. But it's a metaphor that represents that vibrational frequency. You get it? I just did. Oh, you know when we did the, the pleasure game? That's what it was. Right? We're going to do a lot more of it. Right? But this is what I want you... When you start doing this work on yourself, remember, when you ask your unconscious mind a question, pay attention to what pops up first. Okay? Whatever comes up for it, no matter how nonsensical, nonlinear, irrelevant, that's what the answer is. It always answers honestly. Your neurology always gives you what it believes to be true. And as far as your neurology is concerned, that's all that matters. In, uh, there was a guy by the name of Dr. Eric Knowles. He did a book called Resistance and Persuasion. And one of the studies he found out about the brain was, the brain doesn't care about true or false. It cares about plausibility. If something is true, but the brain conceives it as implausible, the neurology says, no, it's not true. But if something is patently not true, but it could be plausible, it'll accept it. In hypnotic languaging, we have this thing called a cause and effect statement. Cause and effect statement hacks into that phenomena. If you talk to somebody using proper cause and effect language, the neurology automatically encodes it and responds to it like it's true. And if you really understand it, you can make anything you want seem to cause anything you want in the mind of the listener, even if those things have absolutely nothing in common, nothing to do with each other. There there doesn't have to be any actual connection between those two things at all. If you use a cause and effect statement properly, the brain just welds them together and it's true. Would that be useful? Yeah, kind of my language classes. I'll teach you all about that shit. All right. Always answers honestly. Always feels like you make it up. This is, again, how many of you, you've all had this experience. Well, something came up, but I just think I was just imagining it. Right? This is where what comes up from the autonomic nervous system meets the neocortex. Right? Remember, the part of you that controls all of your energy fields... The part of you that controls your long-term memory, that controls your immune system, that controls all of your emotions, is also the part that makes shit up. Of course it's going to feel like you made it up. Okay? You always have an urge to edit what just came up. You've all had that, that can't be right moment. You've had clients who've done that. The moment that you have that moment, stop. Realize the first four and go back to surrendering to the process. Okay? Never loud, never linear. The reason these icky feelings that I say are your dominant thoughts aren't because they're weak. It's because they're deep. They're deep in the tissues. They're deep in the autonomic nervous system. They're little... Think of it, the best the best metaphor I've come up with for people to use. Is, you know, you guys don't know what an antivirus is, right? You know how sometimes when your system's scanning your, your computer, it comes across a file it can't delete? Anybody ever have that happen? What does it do with it? Quarantines it, right? It takes it and puts it a little space on the hard drive where it can't hurt anything, but you don't have the software to get rid of it yet. Then the next upgrade comes in, and now you can get rid of it. You had it first. How many people have here have you ever done a liver detox? detox? Liver detox. All right. So do you know what your body does with toxins it can't metabolize? It wraps them in fat and stores them in your body. Does that sound familiar? Emotion I can't metabolize? Wrap it up. Put it somewhere in the body. Toxin I can't metabolize? Wrap it put it somewhere in the bot as above so below one of the coolest things about the neurology is if you start from the autonomic nervous system and work up you can find god in a consistent reliable repeatable way if you start up here and try to make it work down here you're going to be chasing your tail so we start with the autonomic nervous system. What is the autonomic nervous system actually, how does it do all this? Or, you know, and not in terms of like chemicals and shit like that. That's, what's the, what's the code it's using? How does it take this energetic phenomena and pull the information out of it and create a process? Cause that's what it's doing. All these vibrational fields are like DVDs that have information encoded in them. Your autonomic nervous system is uniquely designed to decode and express that information. That's why when you look at this this little diagram up here, I'm giving you way too much theory. It kind of looks like an egg-shaped DVD, doesn't it? This is my interpretation. We're going to unpack this model. But I want you to have these six dynamics of an unconscious response. Now, when you take this back to your client's teach this to them first before you put them in trance. Sometimes even think about, you can test this before you even do any, any suggestibility games or whatever, teach them the six dynamics of an unconscious response. Okay. I've totally given up doing any form of hypnosis pre-talk because in my opinion, my experience, it actually primes the client to be more resistant. Because your client may have come in with only one or two myths they have. Then you've got going through the entire laundry list. And now all of a sudden you've actually given them suggestions. Right? Now, notice I said teach this to them before you put them in trance or do suggestibility tests. Why? Because if you try to explain this to them after and they've had any of those experiences, they think you're trying to protect your session. They think you're trying to save face. But if you teach it to them before they go in, the moment they've had those experiences, it ratifies the experience in their world and it paints you as the authority. And they know what to do next. get it? Okay? It seems like a big... Like, not a big... It's a big deal. (laughs) Here's another another, uh, Davidism I want you to internalize. The nervous system of the human body never rejects itself. The nervous system of the human body never rejects or resists itself. What the human nervous system creates, the human nervous system accepts. Your system is uniquely designed to take energetic frequencies and step them up and step them down. Okay? You just haven't been able to unpack them until now. Okay? So the fastest way to get somebody... like Notice when that when you all... When did we, Philip, reached out and touched the picture? There was a color, but I guarantee her color was different than your color, which was different than his. That's what's more important, because when you study these energy healing systems, depending on the culture, there's going to be different colors for different things. That's made up. All systems are generalizations. That worked for somebody. And if you train along enough with them, they'll eventually become yours. But the most powerful colors, sounds, smells, tastes, correspondences you can generate are the ones you come up with. That will always have it's the difference between a transplanted kidney and a cloned one. Which has a higher chance of being accepted? Damn skippy. Clone your energy. Design it, create it, install it. How do we do that? Point to where you feel it. Whatever it is you want, you point to where you feel it, reach out and touch it. So let's all play with it. Everybody stand up. I want you to close your eyes, and on a scale of 1 to 10, I want you to think of something that's, eh, got a shittiness of about, shittiness level about 1, 2, or 3. Now I know half you're going to go for Godzilla. Right? I'll explain why that's a bad idea when you're working on yourself. When you start doing partner work, you can go after Godzilla. But when you're willing to train this for yourself, start with the little ones. And I'll explain why that is. Point to where you feel it in your body. Now, if there were a picture floating in the space around you, a picture you could reach out and touch, where would you reach out to touch that picture? First impression. Excellent. Trace the outline of it with both of your hands so you know how big it is. Now, let's make sure we've got the right one. Reach up, grab that picture with both of your hands without slugging the person next to you, make it bigger. Notice what happens to the feelings in your body. Does it get stronger or does it get weaker? If it gets weaker when you make the picture bigger, just make it smaller. It's not, it doesn't really matter which one you do. It just matters that you know. Make sense? Put it back to its original size. Slowly pull it closer to your body. Does the feeling get stronger or weaker? Now, one of the things, all right, now put it back. Excellent. Now use your imagination. I want you to put a big, thick, black frame around that picture. The bigger and thicker and blacker, the better. Now, most of you are probably too young to remember when televisions had real dials and knobs and switches instead of touchscreens and remote controls. But I want you to feel along the base of that frame, you're going to feel some dials and knobs and switches like on an old-style television or remote control. I want you to find the contrast knob or the brightness knob. Turn that knob all the way to the right until the image whites out completely, and notice how that makes you feel. Turn the knob all the way to the left until the image blacks out completely. Notice how that makes you feel. Decide for yourself which one you like better. Excellent. Now I want you to take the index finger of your dominant hand. And on that whited out or blacked out screen, in glowing golden letters or whatever other color makes you happy. I want you to write the lessons that this experience had to teach you, positive or negative so you can keep all the lessons and let everything else go. Now, some people know exactly what those lessons are and bam, they put it on the screen like it's nobody's business. Some people have no conscious idea what those, le- what those lessons are, but the part of you that created this feeling in the first place, it knows. So let it do the writing. Write on that screen everything that this experience had to teach you, positive or negative. If a bad feeling comes up or a crappy feeling comes up, put that on the screen too. Keep writing until to to all the lessons are retained and everything else has been let go now some people draw squiggles some people draw pictures every now and then you get someone who's really reactant they write fuck you fuck you fuck you across the screen every now and then some people write with both hands simultaneously like They're writing Chinese or Hebrew at the same time however your body wants to do it just let it go let it happen as the feelings come up they come out put them on the screen When you know and only when you know they're completely done, do this next part. Now, my wife, when she does this, she writes War and Peace. She writes for 40 minutes at a time. The screen will scroll like a tablet so you have an infinite writing space. When you know it's done, reach up. Shrink that picture down to the size of a postage stamp or even smaller. And notice how the feelings in your body shift and change as with every breath you take and every beat of your heart, that frame, that small most size frame moves up over moves up over the top of your head, back beyond the horizon, and it disappears beyond the horizon completely. And you all know the sound a hammer makes when you're banging on a nail. Feel it nailed back there for all eternity. Impossible come back. And when you know it's nailed back there for all eternity, impossible come back, test it. Try to bring it back and notice what happens instead. When you're done testing, stop. Notice how good you feel. Open your eyes. What'd you notice? What happened to it? It's gone. Raise your hand if it's gone. Excellent. How many of it just diminished? One or two? Okay, good. You need to write more. So, have a seat. What you just did was called magic frame. One of the problems that you're going to have is that you have different layers to each energetic or vibrational container that you store in your body. You have the substance itself you have the channels and then you have sub distinctions and then that all comes together to form the story of what happened as hypnotists we deal with the story the event content we don't re- if you're a neurolinguistic programmer you start asking okay is it in color black and white is it moving or still is there sound right you all know those distinctions right if you're uh, an energy healer or like a holographic memory resolution practitioner you deal with the just blanking the DVD you're going to learn all three. That's how you get fast change work because you integrate all of them, okay? So magic frameworks by pointing to where you feel it, reaching out and touching it. This creates a link through your nervous system between the outside of your body, the proprioceptive field. How many people are familiar with heartworkmath.org? Okay you all know that your heart has a, radiates an electromagnetic field that can be measured with instruments up to eight feet in diameter from the body. This is science now embedded and impregnated within that field is emotional information that is picked up either by a person's heart or the hemispheres of their brain. Those systems synchronize and the information is reproduced in the other person they 've done this with dogs they 've done this with horses okay so when we think about the proprioceptive field that you've just been playing with, I want you to think of that heart system, your mirror neurons, your proprioceptive awareness, right? and your interoceptive. So when I say proprioception, proprioception is this long, drawn-out word that just means time and space. If such a thing as your sixth sense actually existed, it would be your proprioceptive nervous system. But it wouldn't be your sixth sense. It would be your 6th sense, 8th, ninth, 10th, and 11th senses. Because as far as science can tell, there's about seven, 5 to 7 different channels of information that your proprioceptive neurology monitors, one of which is electromagnetic fields. Okay? How many noticed when you made the picture bigger, the feelings got more intense? Excellent. How many of you noticed when you made the picture smaller, the feelings got more intense? By the way, this means I know the answer. This means I don't. This means, oh shit, I hope he doesn't call on me next. All right? <laughs> all right. So if how many notice no change at all? Oh, okay. Good. Because if you didn't, I was going to show you how to fix it. But I'll, all right, I'll save that for later then. All right. So this is called magic frame. Why do we want to do this first? If we look at the transformational triad, magic frames at the top. Why? Because every time you have an experience, your neurology begins to assign meanings and lessons to it. Your your neurology's primary job is to protect you. And it doesn't need your permission to do that. How many people here have ever had a client that says, "You know, I've been, I've been in three different relationships, and they all ended. Now I I just can't seem to get back in the game. I just can't. I I just, I just, I just stop myself. I just, right? Okay. How many of you have ever had someone? I, you know, I've I've had three businesses. They were successful. I lost them, and now I know what to do. I know how to do it. I know when, and I just can't seem to, to get going. Congratulations, you just hit a safety lesson. How many people here have ever been worked with somebody that went through a car accident and the MRI says they're fine, the x-rays say they're fine, and yet they have limited range of motion? Congratulations, you just hit a safety lesson. You see, your neurology, if the, if the event is traumatic enough or it happens too many times, your neurology says, wow, holy cow, my job is to protect this person. But every time they've started a business... They've lost it, and it almost killed him. I got, I got to protect him from this. How am I going to do? I know. If he never has another business, he can never lose it. Unconscious mind flips a switch. He can't. He knows what to do. He knows when to do. He knows who to do. He can't get out of the gate. Safety lesson. How do you know if it's a safety lesson? Well. Here's the basic idea. If you do an intervention on somebody, maybe say it's at an 8 or 9 or 10, and it starts there, and then you do your intervention, and it drops, and it reaches a point where it just stops getting better, safety lesson. If you do an intervention on somebody, and it goes away, and comes back, safety lesson. Hit it with the frame. The frame is designed to install into your nervous system the understanding that those lessons have been learned and retained. The metaphor I like to use is, how many people here have ever like made soup? You ever try to unmake soup? Right? You put all the ingredients in and you cook it and now i got to pick shit out, right? That's almost how it works functionally when your neurology creates a safety lesson around something. When you look at that little... This oval diagram, that's a static representation of something that's in constant motion and different and, and interacting. It's like reaching in and finding the soup, and finding the piece of the soup. Your neurology doesn't have, many times, a real good way to remove some of that shit. It's frozen. It's stuck. You understand? It, vibrationally, it's stuck. When you point to where you feel it and reach out and touch it, you connect the interoception systems of your body to the outer systems of your body. Because you're using both hands, you're now connecting the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere. You're using your eyes. Even though your eyes are closed a lot of times, you're accessing the visual cortex, which has the most brain real estate of any part of your body, except, well, second only, or the only thing that comes close to it is your hands. Get it? I'm lighting you up like a Christmas tree. Okay now we talk about bypassing the critical faculty well when i'm turning the knob all the way to the right and all the way to the left and i'm evaluating what part of my brain is that it's the critical faculty i'm not bypassing it i'm integrating it that's what richard bandler used to call superior thinking the ability to examine the structure of a thought and its content and the effect that it's having and make it change So we're lighting all of you up and everything that you do is vibrational, but it's being interpreted by your system in the form of a metaphor. But your body doesn't know the difference between something you're physically manipulating out here and something like this. Because as far as it's concerned, it's all the same. It's energy. Yes, Kelly. Hold on a second. I guess I need my mic runner now. Yes. Yes. So when you ask them to point to it Mm -hmm. and they either can't find it or they're unsure, does it matter? First impression. Pretend you know. It'll always work. Okay. Because the part of you, here's one of the things you understand. If you don't have a feeling, by definition, you don't have a problem. (laughs) Helpful hint. Numbness is also a feeling. Point to where you don't feel it. Now, first impression: the nervous system can't not answer you. I teach my students this, this isn't something you learn if you come like at by design or some of the other things. The answer is always in the question. There's this thing we call it, we have called the somatic search engine. Your neurology is neurologically, pathologically driven to answer any question. You give it, regardless of how badly formed the question is. I can pass the microphone to Faye. Is this making sense? Check. I think of a Check. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Fay's right here. Okay. Some some people come into this world with a very sensitive, uh-huh. hyperactive yep. central nervous system. Absolutely. Okay, so what do we do for those people? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I have so many things, but it starts with, what do you want instead? That is one of the most powerful questions you can ask any nervous system ever. What do you want instead? That brings us to color breathing. Remember, this is important. What the nervous system creates... The nervous system accepts. Can I ask, "Did you say what do you want instead, mm-hmm. or what did you want instead?" What do you want instead? Oh, right, instead, <laughs> yeah. On. Instead is one of the most powerful words you can use with another human being, even yourself. Would you like to know why? I'll tell you tomorrow. We come out of trance, fuckers. Jesus. Um, Don't make me do the raspberry drill on you guys. (laughs) All right. Why? Why? What's so powerful about instead? Instead allows the nervous system to generate any other possibility but the original one. Try to argue with that and notice what happens instead. (laughs) Yes, Faye. Give her the microphone. So is that on? No. Okay, can you hear now? Mhm. Okay. So when you do have these everything is a gift but also has its disadvantages. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe I'm being too specific, but it's like is there a way <clears throat> to establish but like I guess what you're going to do with the color, that you can still have some of the advantages. I think I'm about to answer your question. Just hold that for a second. Rick. One of the things you will discover if you haven't already is that whenever you successfully do an intervention on somebody, they always spontaneously reframe the experience. You ever notice that? They can't go back to thinking about that thing the same way anymore. Now, many times that's a spontaneous reframe but a lot of times our techniques actually go for that, true or not true. So when you start to process something with one of these techniques or all of these techniques, you'll know you're done when they can't get the feelings back and or they can't think about it the same way anymore. The emotional charge is gone, and they they, they have this spontaneous epiphany about it. Okay? This is something I've watched over and over and over again is that when people have their resolution moment, they're, they're thinking about the whole event changes. The memory, the story, the energetic charge connected to it is just gone. It's flat. And all of a sudden, they, they become, a lot of times, they become grateful for the experience because they learned something. But the lesson, the lesson is hidden behind the emotion. The emotional charge keeps the neurology from fully processing the data and so they can't get to it. These are, un- these are thawing those energetic packets so the neurology can now access the data and process it you're walking around in a holographic information processing system you are light how many people have been in my face reading class Okay. how many people have heard me say that when you unpack a marking on the face the marking goes away I was like what the fuck did he just say yeah Right? If not, I'm doing a face reading class Sunday morning. Coming in off, well, you may be able to experience that. You are nothing but refracted light. So when your vibrational density changes, the angle of refraction of those light waves and particles changes, and you look different. I've seen people literally grow a brow bone in 20 minutes. Like, they come in, they, they live this whole life being downtrodden, put down by their family, their power has been taken away. You, you resolve all that, you get all of a sudden, <laughs> Instant Frankenbrow. It's crazy. I didn't, first time my teacher Lillian told me that, I was in the back of room, you heard this, mooster. Because <laughs> I test everything. I don't have time for low percentage technique, um, which is often why I'm kind of a little bit standoffish with other energy healers. Because the more energy healers I talk to, the more I realize nobody knows what the fuck each other's talking about. They don't. Right, the, the two cleanest distinct vibrational, date, vibrational matrices with two aspects, quality and quantity. The Rosicrucians, the radiesthesiologist the had it right. You can measure energy by the qualities it represents or the, the qualities it expresses and the amount of it. That's your vi- vibrational qualities and quantities. That's all you need to know about energy. And it's infinitely programmable and reprogrammable. But the way it it expresses itself is through body feelings first, and then all the other other sensory modalities interpret the data, and now you have this map of the world that we call reality, which is really just a metaphor. You You don't exist in real time. For those of you who want to do the science or the research on that, get the book, How Emotions Are Made, by Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett. How Emotions Are Made, It's a Theory of Constructed Emotions by Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett brilliant book. Combine that with Bezel van der Kolk's The Body Keeps the Score and now you've got what we're really doing to ourselves. Okay? Chinese mapped all this out thousands of years ago but they used different languaging and a different model to describe it. Color breathing is where we take a vibrational frequency that is a problem and we ask the nervous system what will fix this? What will fix this? this te- the, the, the engine behind this is called resolution frequency generator. That's the name of the technique. It's an engine of transformation. Remember that everything human beings do is in response to a feeling. It's a feeling they want more of or a feeling they want a whole lot less of. But the layers of your brain can take any feeling and turn it into a color. It can take any color turn it into a sound. You can take any sound and turn it into a smell or a taste. And you can go back. NLP mapped this out. They called it crossover or mapping across. And they thought of it as a hallucination. No, it's vibrational data. Okay? Now, why is this important for you traumatologists? How many people here have read Basil's book, all right, so you guys remember, for those of you who haven't, if you're doing trauma work, you probably need to really read that. In that book, Dr. Dr. Vandalkalk talks about a, a condition known as alexithymia. Alexithymia is an inability to name a feeling or a set of feelings. Here's the rub. If your neurology can't name it, it can't process it. So you just turn it into a color, and it'll process it like gangbusters. Different li- different cortex of the brain. The data—it's the same vibration, same information, but it's expressed differently now. Co- what point to where you feel it? What's the color? First impression? No, it's black. Oh, if your higher mind, your guardian angels, God, your autonomic nervous system could send you a feeling a frequency, a vibration, a color that would completely dissolve the XYZ color in your XYZ part of your body. I'm curious, I'm wondering, what color or colors might it send you? First impression. Color pops up. Colors just popped up, didn't it? In your head. Your neurology can't not do that. Now take that color. Breathe that color through the area where the nasty color is and notice what happens. What happened to the feeling? Is it better or worse? What? You mean you just cleared shit and, like, what? How fast was that? 20 seconds? Is it really that easy? Yeah. Because everything you're experiencing, you created. What you created, you can change. You use a color to dissolve a color. Now, in, in, in uh, my regression skills training, there's seven layers to this. The nice thing about what we call holonomic regression is a you don't need to cycle them through the trauma a gazillion times. They don't need to be classically hypnotizable. You can stop halfway through the process, have a conversation, pick up where you left off, and completely resolve it. And you can get the same level of resolution that you would from classical regression. Right? Now, this is, still a bit, this is baby step for us, but how fast was that? Does it really matter how intense the issue is? No, not really. There's, but we start with the small stuff for training. Why? Because your nervous system has a negativity bias. Your nervous system is, designed, the book that you want to research for this is called The Power of Bad, The Power of Bad, and it's by uh, the guy who created Will um, Baumeister, Roy Baumeister. Your nervous system, one bad thing happens, your nervous system assigns a gravity of four to it. One good thing happens, your nervous system assigns a gravity of one. It's a suck ratio. But it's one you can work with. Now, I tested this in a very interesting way. You guys don't know I have a YouTube channel, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you know that when you're on social media and on YouTube, whenever you post something, people everybody loves it. They never leave a bad comment. They never flame you. Never tell you you're full of shit. If you, if you were a serious practitioner, you wouldn't be wearing stupid vests. Right? So I decided to test this. I said, well, okay, I, I get lots of shit on my channel all the time. So let me go read a few. I, I, I read one negative comment and noticed where I felt the bad feeling. And I counted how many positive comments did I have to read before I started feeling better? About three or four. Say, oh. Now here's the suck part about that. It's a ratio that you can work with, and that's pretty reliable. But for every bad thing to happens, you need four good things just to get to zero. Eh so we have to train how do we do that well this is how you start you can do this all of these on yourself you can do all these on, you just did actually think about it right so resolution frequency generator is a way to take the energetic expression of the memory and the traumatic event Thank you for listening to the unlimited influence reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder. Stay updated by visiting at www.davidsnydernlp.com and follow social media accounts. If you want to reprogram your subconscious mind, don't hesitate to call me at 858-282-4663. And we can talk more about what your mind has to offer.